Well, praise God. Jesus is alive. Amen? Yes, praise God forever. I want us to look at Matthew chapter 16. And we're going to look at verses 16 through 19. And it reads in the New King James, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 16 through 19, New King James. I want to read this one more time. Simon Peter answered, verse 16, and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Here we find the inauguration of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord himself begins to declare his people that he would build. In the Greek language... Church is the word ecclesia, which means called out assembly or congregation. And sometimes it's translated just assembly or congregation. But it's literally called out assembly, called out congregation. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And there are Old Testament references. Uh, uh, there's uh, similar wordings in the Hebrew. But uh, ecclesia is a New Testament reference to those who belong to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So I want you to understand that this is, a, a, again, there's some crossover between the old and new when they reference one another, but uh, Ecclesia is a New Testament understanding, and it speaks of those that know Jesus as Lord and Master, praise God, as Savior and Mighty King. Therefore, I believe... It is imperative that we as believers in Jesus should understand this term church or ecclesia in the Greek. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So I've entitled this message, The Church Defined, Part 1. Praise God. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for causing hearts and minds to be open that they might receive from you and that the work that is done today would be an everlasting work. It would be a continuing work. It would be life-changing for your glory. And I give you praise. Amen. Now again, uh, I read Matthew 16. Uh, we're probably not going to look at that very much more today, uh, but I do want to look at it again. But uh, it'll be a little later on. What I want to do is I want to, in referencing and as prefacing with that uh, place of Scripture, I want to go to another Scripture, and uh, the two will 
yoked together in this total teaching. Amen? So I want us to go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 16. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to have to look that up. I didn't put it on the computer. Praise the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 19. Verses 11 through 16. Praise God. And it reads, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Siva, Jewish chief priests, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And it continues on. Praise God. These exorcists were not true believers in Jesus. Notice how they said, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. They tried to exercise demons. Everybody say exercise. They tried to exercise demons out of a man possessed with them because the apostle Paul had caused quite a stir in the city by healing the sick and casting out demons in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Praise God. They tried and they failed. Miserably, I might add. The primary stronghold demon, notice they had demons in them, but only one spoke out if you look in the scripture, because as we have looked at in times past, there many times is a stronghold demon that has others with him. And uh, uh, if you have multiple demons uh, that you're dealing with, many times you just have to find the one. Amen? And most of the time, they will reveal themselves or God will show you. Amen? But the primary stronghold demon in the man said to the exorcist, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Let me just say that exorcism is not the same as casting out demons in the authority of Jesus' name. Let me say that again. Exorcism is not the same as casting out demons in the authority of Jesus' name. Exorcism is something religion has concocted. It is something a, a powerless, confused, deceptive religious entity called the church, but not really the church, has brought in to our world. 
It may make for a, a, a good horror flick. It may make for some, some story to tell at around some campfire to cause people to get scared. But exorcism, it has no scriptural basis whatsoever. And, you know, I even went to a, a certain religious uh, website that is known for exorcism. And that website said the same. That there's no scriptural reference or, uh, or basis for exorcism. And this came from a, 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 a church religion that is known for exorcism. They did defend it, but they couldn't defend it with scripture. So, you know, exorcism, again, is a religious attempt through ceremonies, rituals, incantations even, holy water, relics, and, you know, the list goes on. And, you know, uh, even though you may think who I'm talking about, uh, it wasn't uh, too many years back that even in the so-called charismatic or full gospel church where they started getting into some really strange stuff too you know when it came to casting out demons you know where you gotta vomit I mean they'd make you vomit I mean that's stupid and so you know we want to stick to the word and we want to do it the way Jesus did it because that's when they're going to recognize your authority Amen? amen praise God forever Jesus did not cast out demons the way these so-called exorcists were trying to do it. They said, we exorcise you by the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. That's not how it's done. Jesus didn't say that's how you drive out demons. He said, in my name, you cast them out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I remember a, a great man of God one time he was watching a little dog yapping and barking at someone and they were saying shoo shoo go 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 and finally they got fed up and they said go and the dog yelped and went away and he thought to himself you know that's just how we've got to do with the devil you know as long as you're doing oh please go please leave me alone stop it please oh oh, oh. moan and groan and you know, have all your little pity parties. The devil's just going to stay with you and yap at you and do whatever he wants. But you rise up and say, I command you to go right now. And then take a step forward. Don't take a step back. Amen? Amen. Praise God forever. This uh, same, uh, I believe it's the same one. I'm not uh, mixing them up. But uh, another man of God, if it was a different one, had a porch swing and in the middle of the night he heard this porch swing you know having a little creak and squeaking sound you know and he got up and he turned the light on he looked out and there was the you know the devil he thought it to be or at least a demon he didn't know which but you know there's this spirit that's out there just rocking on the on the porch swing and he said oh it's just you shut the light off and went to bed God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love of a sound mind, praise God. 
We are not called to be scared of the devil. If anything, he should be scared of you. Amen. Oh, I just got to say another man of God that, you know, th these are people that have marked my life, you know, by their teachings, and I've heard them preach in one way or another. And uh, this, this one was, had a, a great international ministry, and uh, when he would arrive on foreign ground to have his, uh, you know, uh, conferences or mission or whatever you want to call it, he's going to preach there. He would, uh, as he would touch the ground, that soil, he would, you know, he would say, oh, poor devil. <laughs> poor devil. He wasn't necessarily sorry for the devil. He was understanding that greater is he that was, that was in him than he that was in the world, namely the devil. Amen? Right. He understood that the devil was not all-powerful. He was going to suffer greatly because he was there to preach the gospel with signs following, I might add. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. It's time to wake up, believer. It's time to realize who you are. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. So let me just clarify. Let me, let me simplify what was going on. Uh, the demon did not recognize the authority of the exorcist. Oh, and by the way, it wasn't just Jesus that didn't cast demons out this way. He did not command the church or his followers to do it this way. You don't see the, the New Testament believers driving out demons this way by waving some relic or throwing them with some holy water or, or whatever. That's ridiculous. It's not scripture. It's not scripture. It's not chapter and verse. You may feel this way about it. You may feel that way about it. But chapter and verse is the truth. Amen. And don't let the devil lie to you. Hallelujah. The demon did not recognize the authority of the exorcist because they did not know Jesus. And we're not operating in the Holy Spirit and obeying the Great Commission. In short, the demons did not recognize their authority over them because they did not have any. Let me be more clear. The demon said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? What was he saying? I know Jesus firsthand. I have seen him. I know who he is. Why would that be? Because Jesus said, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. You see, when he raised his insurrection and rebellion in heaven, there wasn't this great war and struggle. God said, Michael, get him out of here. And he was out of there. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Great is the name of the Lord our God. Amen. He said, I know Jesus firsthand, the devil did, and still remained a devil. Amen. A lot of people think, oh, as long as you know Jesus is the Savior, well, that, that makes you okay. No, do you know the Jesus as your Savior? You can identify the Savior all day long. That doesn't make you saved. James in the New Testament said, 
You say there's one God, you do well. But even the demons believe and tremble. And I might add, remain demons. Hello. Now I know salvation isn't provided for angels. But it's still the same premise. It's the same premise of believing and remaining unchanged. Believing and faith, or there is some distinction there. A lot of people believe a lot of things, but that is not faith. Faith comes by hearing the word. On the inside of you, I might add. It's the, it's the faith of knowing the word is at work in you. Knowing that Jesus is Lord and he is in you. His lordship is not out there. His lordship rises up. He says, I know Jesus firsthand, and I have heard of Paul. In the Greek, that's what it's saying. That's what this demon said. I know Jesus very well, and I'm learning of Paul. But I haven't heard of you. In the ranks of the kingdom of darkness, Jesus is more powerful than all from the devil himself to all other demons below him together at once. Jesus is more powerful than all from all the principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age. It doesn't matter. He defeated them all single-handedly. And they're wobbling around on crutches today because of it. Amen. Amen. Paul was operating in the powerful name of Jesus, which is more than just something you write on a page, remember? It's more than just something you say out of your mouth. The name is the character. It's the very life of Christ. The name. He was operating in the name. The character of Christ, the, the great commission of Christ. He was operating in the faith of Christ. Because... Our faith comes from the author of it. Jesus is his name. Amen. Jesus is the author and developer of our faith. The scripture says. Right. Hallelujah. He was operating, Paul the apostle, was operating in the powerful name of Jesus and the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit and was able to drive out demons by obedience to the great commission and faith in the authority of the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Remember, we opened up with that. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Peter said, the Apostle Peter. Now we, we see Paul doing the same thing, operating in the anointing from the anointed one. Paul was not trying to ritualize the demons out. Or wave a cross over them. But rather he stood his ground. He stood his ground against them. Notice that. Against them. He didn't run away from them. Oh no, the devil! Give me a break. Did Jesus say, go into all the world and run fast when the devil shows up? 
No, he says you cast them out. Glory to God. It literally means to drive them out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul was not trying to ritualize the demons. He wasn't trying to do any of that. Instead, he stood his ground and ordered them to leave. Hello. When was the last time you ordered the devil to get out of you? To get out of your mind? To get out of your body? To get out of your situations and circumstances? To get out of your house? Amen. When was the last time you said, Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I resist you. And I command you to go. Amen. And it always helps. To say the word says. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God forever. He stood his ground. The seven sons of Siva, not so. Again, they, were, they didn't know who they were in Christ. Because they were not in Christ. They didn't know Jesus. They just heard somebody else doing it. They saw somebody else doing it. Well, hey work for him they didn't know what it took you know it's high time the church stops offering rituals and doctrines of mankind and starts obeying the great commission you know preaching like this may not be popular but it will change your life forever Amen. and others through you do demons recognize the Spirit of God in you? Need to think on that. Are you a true believer? Or just religious? Are you going to church as salvation to you? Or do you go to church because you're saved already? It's the called out assembly. Believers in Jesus, we come together to worship Jesus. We come together to receive the scripture in a fresh anointing and, and an utterance from God. You know, in the book of Revelation, the, that uh, book was written and sent to the seven churches. Amen. You know who was delivering that message originally? Well, it came from Jesus, but who was given and trusted with that to speak was the pastors or the leadership of those churches Amen. so you know they didn't have recordings back then so you know if if you didn't hear it you didn't just tune into Facebook if you didn't go and hear it you didn't turn on a podcast you understand what I'm saying to you Amen. do you see the value of showing up The Bible says, when you see the day approaching, yes. do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It is amazing to me, with everything that has gone on, especially in the last few years, that people still do not see how near the Lord's return is. Not saying that to scare you. The only reason it should scare you is if you're not in Christ. 
I'm not just unafraid of the devil, I'm unafraid of death. Doesn't mean I'm going to try to go out and die tomorrow. It just means I've already died. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I who lives, but Christ lives in me. It's time we obey and preach the Great Commission. Do demons recognize the Spirit of God in you? Are you a true believer or just religious? Do you know Jesus personally? Or have you just said a prayer, memorized some scripture, and been baptized? Nothing wrong with saying prayers. Nothing wrong with memorizing scripture. Definitely nothing wrong with getting baptized. But get saved. Every one of these things speak of a personal relationship and interaction with the Lord Himself. That's what they're testifying of. When you pray, you're not just talking to God. It's never meant to be a monologue. It's always meant to be a dialogue. You speak to Him and then you let Him speak to you. Sometimes he does it first. That ever happened to you? The scripture says, hello, the Bible says, Jesus said it. My sheep hear my voice. He didn't say you hear voices and go crazy and run around acting like the devil. No, he said, you'll hear my voice and you'll be under my shepherding. You'll be in my flock. You'll be able to hear the voice of the stranger knowing not to follow it. Why? Because you know the voice of the master. Amen? I would venture to say most of you would be able to detect me from the sound of my voice. Having never, if I was in another room and you had not seen me, but you heard me talking, most, if not all of you, would say, hey, that's Pastor Wheeler. You know, it doesn't really matter if we're able to see everything and know everything, what's going on. You know, are we listening to God? Is He directing us? First, by the written word. If you can't give time to the written word, don't get upset if you don't hear the spoken word. Because probably he's spoken to you, but you didn't recognize him. Because he and his written word are going to be one. He said the scripture testifies of him. Hallelujah. As we complain and as we, you know, say, oh, I don't understand and all of this and that. When was the last time you got in the scripture? When was the last time you sought God on it? Or are you just being mad? It is high time the church stops offering just religion. It's time we start offering the presence of the living God. So what am I saying? Are you the church on the rock? 
that Jesus is building that we opened up with? Do you know who and what you are called out separate from the world, even as you live in the world? Who are you? Do you know? The seven sons of Siva didn't. They'd have never stepped in that arena. It hurt them bad. If the Bible says they were hurt badly, they were hurt badly. Amen? Do you believe the Apostle Peter or some other powerful Christian of old has the keys of the kingdom of God? <laughs> or do you recognize the authority in Jesus that it's yours too? Do you believe that someone is going to question you at the pearly gates when you get there? <laughs> and they'll have to decide whether or not you get in. That is pathetic. Or do you believe your name is already written in the Lamb's book of life and you're a citizen of heaven even while you walk this earth? Amen. That's why you can say your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. Wake up, child of God. Be the church. Don't just go to it. Allow the Lord to build in you His awesome work in you now. And don't just look to the past or the future. God bless you.